0: We hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. So, tonight we are continuing this series we've been doing called The Presence of God. And if you were around last week, you will have heard the message Josh did about the prophetic gifts. He talked about the gifts of the Word of Wisdom, the Word of Knowledge and the gift of prophecy. And while he focused on some of the internal process to using prophetic gifts, I want to highlight tonight some of what it looks like for the prophetic gifts to externally operate in our community. But before we do that, let's take a moment to bow our heads and to pray. Father, we thank you that in your word it says that when we call on your name, you are near to us. So, Father, would you draw near to us as we gather together as a community online. Would we feel your presence, Father? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. When I was 22, I moved down to Christchurch on my own. One Sunday evening, I went along to check out a new church. A guy who I had never met before came up to me and said that God had shown him a picture of me as the mother of his children. Which would have been all good had this guy's name been Jared Fritwell. But this guy was not Jared. I remember feeling really creeped out and a little bit unsafe. And also really disgusted that this guy, who I had never met before, was using the prophetic gifts as a way to manipulate me. He was trying to push his weird agenda on me and was using God so that I couldn't say no to him. I left church that night feeling really frustrated. Frustrated that the gift of prophecy had been abused in this way. Because up until this point, I had seen prophecy being used in incredibly beautiful and powerful ways. Like the time when I was 14 and a guest speaker visited my home church. He asked to pray for me. And when he prayed, he said that on the day that your father walked out, God's heart was broken for you. I could recall that day vividly. Deep down, I had believed that God allowed that hurt to happen to me. But now, as a result of that one prophetic word, I saw that all along the way, God had been grieving with me. And you know what was amazing about that experience? My relationship with God Flourished from that point onwards. The truth is that if you are in church for long enough, you are going to see both. The gift of prophecy being used in ways that are incredibly powerful and in ways that cause harm and create confusion. There is a healthy way to do prophecy and there is an unhealthy way to do prophecy. And oftentimes, the best way to create a safe environment for us to grow in the prophetic gifts is to define healthy boundaries. And when we have healthy boundaries, I believe we will create a church where you can thrive in the prophetic gifts. And church, we want to thrive. So that being said, tonight I would like to explore a number of tips that I have found really helpful and that highlight some of the do's and some of the don't do's when it comes to receiving the prophetic gifts. And these are really important to highlight because there are a number of commonly seen misuses when it comes to the gift of prophecy. We won't be able to identify all of these, but I do want to highlight a few of them. Tip number one, no dates, mates, and babies. So what do I mean when I say no dates, mates, or babies? I've heard stories of people prophesying about this person marrying that person, and that person marrying that person. Of all the prophetic hookups that I have heard of, I can't remember any that actually went somewhere. All of them proved to be wrong, and actually, they just weren't really helpful. There is a danger with this type of prophecy And the reason it is dangerous is because people can begin to think that they are no longer responsible for the decisions that they make or for the spouses that they choose. And while God does sometimes speak very clearly and very directly to people, telling them to do certain things, the vast majority of the time, God allows us to make our own decisions. After all, a parent who was raising a child might dress that child for the first few years of their life. But they would probably see it as a failure of their parenting if that child still didn't know how to dress themselves at age 40. So in the same way, making good choices is a sign of a child growing up in maturity God delights in seeing us mature and making good decisions. God wants us to take responsibility for our decisions. He wants us to relate to him directly and to apply his wisdom to our lives. The other way I have seen the prophetic gifts misused is when someone has given a prophetic word that tells someone else that they are going to have a child and that would be okay had that person actually had a child but unfortunately they were not able to have children and so that word turned into something really painful for them and they had to wrestle with a whole lot more disappointment because now they are wondering did I do something to upset God because I thought that this was God's will for my life. This can be incredibly painful for people and can leave them feeling like God has let them down. So because you and I and everybody else in our church is in fact human, that means that no matter how much experience or confidence we may have in the prophetic gifts, we all have the propensity to get it wrong sometimes. Prophecies that have dates and timelines attached to them can create doubt and disappointment for people. I have received prophetic words that felt really accurate and in fact confirmed words that I had received from other people over the years. But the timeline attached to the word proved to be wrong. The date came and went and nothing happened. I began to doubt if that prophetic word had actually been from God at all. Had I been given that same word without a timeline attached to it, I would have simply added it to my collection of prophetic words and continued to pray about them. Josh mentioned last week that it takes self-control and humility to give a prophetic word to someone without trying to add to it. Part of learning to grow in the gift of prophecy is staying accountable to that word that you have received and resisting the temptation to put your own interpretation over the top of it. So my tip for you is to avoid being specific about dates, mates, or babies, because the stakes are really high when we get these things wrong. So that is tip number one. Tip number two, don't use prophecy to expose people's sin, struggles in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8 it says above all love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins so part of what it looks like to love people is to cover them not to expose them unnecessarily exposing people publicly in their sin in the form of a prophetic word is not only unhelpful but also unbiblical. Scripture tells us that negative or corrective words should always be shared privately. Revealing negative things about people is humiliating and shameful. People don't need to be told of all the ways they are failing and messing up. They already know. What people need is to have the answers prophesied to them. A couple of years ago, I went through a time of feeling like I was in a bit of a slump, felt a bit bored and directionless. My life was full of responsibilities, but I just felt like I wasn't doing anything particularly purposeful in my life, outside of my job of being a mum. I moaned a bit to Jared and to some friends, but still, I just couldn't shake myself out of it. Around the same time, a guest speaker came and shared with us at South City one Sunday morning. He prayed for me and he prophesied a number of really accurate and cool things. At the end of his prayer, he said to me, You need to practice being content and grateful in the season you are in immediately knew what he was talking about. He was talking about that slump that I was in, where I had been feeling directionless and bored. Feeling directionless and bored are very normal feelings, and I think that we can all feel this way at different times in our lives. But for me, in that moment, God was wanting to draw my attention to something. As I reflected on that prophetic word later in the day, I realized that God had been correcting me. The guest speaker didn't say, You miserable, ungrateful, discontented, slump of a person, sort yourself out. No, instead he prophesied what I needed to hear. Practice being content and grateful. It was so beautifully and wonderfully spoken to me that I didn't even notice that God was correcting me. But now, suddenly, because of the way that prophetic word had been delivered to me, I felt motivated and inspired to change how I'd been feeling and thinking. And so, in the moments when my life was feeling a bit too routine, a bit too mundane, I learned to center myself in contentment and gratitude. When prophecy is used in healthy ways, we point people to the solution and the love and the care that God has for them. So that's tip number two. Tip number three, don't use prophecy to manipulate people. Prophecy should never be used as a way to express personal opinions about someone or their choices, or as a way to try and get someone to do something that you want them to do, kind of like that guy that I was telling you about earlier. When prophetic gifts are used in unhealthy ways like these, it causes harm and creates division among people which is so sad because it is the very opposite of how God intended the gift of prophecy to function. Prophecy should bring encouragement, comfort, and edification. It should build people up, not tear people down. Most of all, it should always lead people to fall more in love with Jesus. Something of the character and the nature of God should be communicated to them. So tip number three, let's build one another up with the prophetic gifts and lead people into a place of falling more in love with Jesus. Tip number four, the language we use when we deliver a message of prophecy is really important. When that guy told me that God said that I would be the mother to his children, he made it sound really black and white. And the problem with that was, well, I didn't want to. When we use language that is authoritative, we don't give people the chance to be able to agree or disagree with what we are saying. I know for me in that moment, I felt like a bit of a victim to his prophetic word. The other thing is, when we use language like, God said, or thus saith the Lord, you kind of make yourself responsible for stuffing someone's life up when you get it wrong. So let's avoid phrases like, thus saith the Lord. Instead we should say something like, I think God is saying, or I sense. Or I feel. So, tip number four be aware of the language you use when you give a word of prophecy. Tip number five be humble and be accountable. Accountability and humility are essential to the gift of prophecy. We must be accountable for the prophetic words that we give, particularly the ones that end up not being true. There are several benefits to being accountable. Number one, you grow. You learn what God's voice sounds like and what his voice doesn't sound like. Number two, if your word was wrong and it created hurt or disappointment in someone, then you taking responsibility and apologizing for getting it wrong helps them to heal. And number three, it makes people feel safe. Safe to step out and give a prophetic word to someone and safe when they receive a prophetic word from someone else. When we step out into giving and receiving the prophetic gifts, we are going to get it wrong at some point. Words of prophecy should always be the beginning of a conversation. Instead of just telling someone that God said this or God said that, asking the person you are sharing with, did that make sense? Or does that resonate with you? Gives them permission to receive or not receive what you are sensing. The other helpful thing is following up on words six months or even a year later to ask if that word came to fruition. When we get it wrong, we need to take responsibility for it. We are learning to hear and interpret correctly. We know in part and we prophesy in part. We must remain open to feedback and when necessary, correction. When we are humble, we are teachable. And it is from this place that the prophetic gifts can flourish. So that's tip number five. Humility and accountability help us to grow and encourages us to take responsibility when we make mistakes. Tip number six. Receive prophetic words with care. The Bible encourages us to weigh up and test all prophetic words to see if they are from God. Just because someone gives you a prophetic word, it doesn't mean that you have to accept it. You have the power to accept or reject any prophetic words. Ask yourself, does this line up with God's nature and character as shown in Scripture? Does it give God glory? Is it in line with what I already feel the Spirit of God is speaking to me? Spend time praying about the word you've received. Ask God to give you the clarity and the understanding. Jesus is our great teacher, and he promises in John 16 verse 13 that he will guide us into all truth. So as you weigh up a prophetic word that you've received, ask God to guide you in that process. Once you have tested that word, go back to the person who gave it to you and give them feedback. If you receive a word that you disagree with, you can and you should go back to the person and tell them. You can do this in a way that is firm but still treats the person with kindness and with love. You could say to them, thanks, I'll go away and I'll pray about it. or. I really appreciate you sharing that with me, but it's not a word that resonates with me at this time. Giving feedback to someone who has given you a word you disagree with can feel a little awkward, but it's really important that we do it. When a word is incorrect or damaging, people need to know and we want to give people the opportunity to learn and to grow through the process. If you receive a prophetic word that you feel like, yes, this really resonates with me, this feels right, then go back to the person and tell them. Receiving confirmation that a word is accurate encourages people to continue to step out and to grow in the prophetic gifts. And we want that. So that's tip number six. Receive prophetic words with care process them well and give feedback. Tip number seven, my final tip for you tonight. Don't be weird. You don't need to be weird, just be yourself along the whole process. So there you have it. That's seven tips that I found really helpful and that highlights some of the do's and some of the don't do's when giving and receiving the prophetic gifts. And I believe that these tips are really important to highlight because there is a healthy way to do prophecy and there is an unhealthy way to do prophecy. And oftentimes the best way to create safe environments for us to grow in the prophetic gifts is to define healthy boundaries. And when we feel safe, we can build a healthy culture around the prophetic gifts. And we can see lives transformed one encouraging word at a time. Amen. So feel free to continue doing what you're doing, sitting on the couch, lying on your bed. But can I invite you to pray with me as we close tonight? When we put these sorts of tips into practice, they can go a long way to creating that safe and healthy environment that we need to grow in the prophetic gifts. Maybe you're sitting there tonight and for you, all of this talk of the prophetic gifts is really new. You haven't had a lot of personal experience. And so you're feeling a little bit out of your depth. Or maybe you've had a taste of God using you through the prophetic gifts, but you're hungry to see him do more in and through your life. You want to see God moving powerfully. So whether you're feeling new to this, or you're hungry to see God move through the prophetic gifts, can I invite you to close your eyes now? And I'm going to pray for you. Father, we thank you that you have given us these great and wonderful gifts. We know that when the gift of prophecy is used in healthy ways, it is incredibly beautiful and powerful. We want to be a people and a community that desires to grow in all of the gifts that you have for us. So Father, whether this is new for us or or we are already on the journey of learning to grow in the prophetic gifts. Would you come now by your Holy Spirit and lead us into experiencing you in greater and more powerful ways? In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, stay safe, Fano. May the peace of God be with you this week.